0: well
1: hello everybody hello this is take two because our dog is a terrorist
0: yeah we really tried to uh record um while in the comfort of our bed and
1: that's the glory of a podcast that we don't film we can do it wherever
0: yeah But Milo wanted to uh, attack us, and he got the zoomies at around 10 10 o'clock, so couldn't do that. So this is take two.
1: It was distracting me a whole bunch.
0: Yeah. But what are we doing today, Carly?
1: We are going over um, the Barbie movie and creating a response to that.
0: Yes, indeed. We're also eating cookies, so.
1: Enjoy. But you can't really We'll really
0: try and keep that at a minimum. But, yeah, we saw Barbie, what was he, Friday? That's Friday? Yeah. So, right in the height of Barbie Heimer and everything like that. And we wrote down a couple of points just for us to go through. You'll get, I think, the general tone of our review um, as we go. But... We will just kind of move through it and talk about the highs and lows of Barbie.
1: Yes, we haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, so we can't even make a review on that. And Barbie just so happens to infiltrate the dating life, um, which is why we're even touching the subject.
0: Yeah, a little bit more cultural than Oppenheimer is historical.
1: If Oppenheimer interacts with your dating life, I really would like to know how
0: <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting unless
1: they took you on a first date to that then I, I could see that but
0: that's an intense first date movie
1: you would have a lot to talk about I would think yeah maybe You'd anyway I'll I'll digress um, we have certain block um, blocks of topics that we'd like to touch on um, but I think we want to get started just like with some fun stuff um because overall, let's start with our overall rating of this movie in general
0: oh we're we're just throwing George is throwing it out to him um I gave it with taking everything into account. I gave it a three
1: yeah, I think three and a half or four for me,
0: yeah, out of ten and I think and I think obviously the uh points that we'll go over but like as a summer blockbuster movie as a like kind of summertime movie like you know just didn't meet expectations i would say
1: yeah i was so let me preface by saying i was so excited for barbie everything hot pink everything fun and bubbly and blonde and once again pink i'm here for it mm-hmm. um so i was super excited and Like for my past, my Grammy collects all kinds of Barbie dolls. Like I have the original Scorpio Barbie um, because they did it over um, astrology. Um, What are those horoscope? Oh,
0: two things I just love.
1: I know. But I do have the original Barbie. It's probably the only Barbie I've ever kept, um, which is so funny (laughs) because this is something personal, probably not only my inner circle knows about me but um uh, scorpio is usually like along with the color purple which is a color i hate and so she's she's in a big purple dress but i still have her in the box she's never been opened i actually wonder how much she's worth um
0: Nice little investment right there.
1: <laughs> I mean, I would gladly sell her if she came at a great cost. For um, sure. I, like, while I love Barbie and the idea, I was not, and I know no one wants to hear this about me, but I'm saying it anybody. It's um, our podcast. I know. <laughs> um, I, like, wasn't a doll person. I think my family really, really tried. Um But once I started playing with Barbies, I loved dressing them up and accessorizing. I thought Mm -hmm. all of that was fun. But as far as my imagination went to actually play and, like, say, oh, my name's Barbie and, like, walk them around places, I didn't do that. I just thought I'm going to go – Write or play outside or play a computer game. Fair. I didn't... I. It wasn't me. Um, Big so.
0: G.I. Joe in action figures.
1: <laughs>
0: and then video games came along, so...
1: Right, right. I think we were right on the cusp of, like, when playing with dolls ended, honestly.
0: Yeah. Playing... Because our imagination started to come become reality.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So... Sorry for the segue, but what's our first kind of point?
0: So our first point that we thought was one of the biggest draws and highlights was the cast of Barbie. Oh, yeah. Obviously, the two leads with Ryan Gosling as Ken and Margot Robbie as Barbie. Um, she's
1: perfect. Yeah,
0: Margot Robbie was perfect for that. Um, brought, She's an incredible actress, so like, brought emotion, brought the kind of like, manic crazy energy to like basically portraying a perfect doll um well
1: she was stereotypical barbie she was stereotypical barbie she played it perfectly
0: and uh yeah and ryan gosling like there's there's obviously bits of um the character that we'll dive into but like him as an actor never have any like qualms about him like since his time as a liability on the uh, uh, Titans football team, it's been nothing but going up for the guy.
1: A liability on Remember the Titans. He was a liability yes. at Corner. That's my favorite movie of all time.
0: It's a pretty good one.
1: Anyway, um, yeah, I think the only like issue I've seen is that people have said he's a little too old to play Ken
0: yeah i mean that's what is he mid-40s
1: i would think so but i kind of agree with the statement he felt like as great of an actor as he is it kind of felt that only his comedic timing worked well for the role
0: like steve buscemi of like showing up like what up my fellow dudes You know what i'm talking about
1: i don't where
0: he's that really old dude and he shows up in skating gear and he's just like, hello, my fellow, like, hooligans or whatever. Like, yeah, he, when you think about it, when you actually take a look back on it, he is significantly older than all the other Ken's.
1: Like, yeah, for sure.
0: You know, makeup and everything uh, does wonders, but, like, just in actuality, he's an older dude. Yeah. Like, the guy from Shang-Chi is obviously his, um, uh, like, enemy Ken. And he's a young man. Yeah. So.
1: Very handsome.
0: Yeah. He, he's... Dude is jacked. Yeah. Um, he, was, he was another character I really liked. Um, Will Ferrell was... I mean, Will Ferrell, they have been trying to cap, recapture uh, stepbrothers and other guys in every role that he has uh, tried to play. And it's just not it.
1: Yeah, I feel like I could have gone the entire movie without a single scene of Will Ferrell. I felt his whole character and team were not even important. You could have still had the movie without them. That's fair. But that's just me. I felt like it was thrown in there for extra. Tried to be extra oomph, and it just didn't work for me. And granted, normally, I'm not a harsh movie critic but i think with everything surrounding it i just went in a little more defensive and that's okay
0: well i think when you're not necessarily like caught up in the magic and you're just like enjoying the ride you start looking you start looking around and you're noticing all the like chip paint and everything like that for sure so when you're so when we weren't like necessarily caught up in the magic of what was going on you're just kind of looking around and you're like uh, that I, I don't know if that could have gone there.
1: I would have like they portrayed him as somewhat of like a character, a misogynistic character, right? Yeah. And I would have liked to have actually seen them follow through with it because they didn't. They created a villain without actual villain follow through. Um. And well, think, because the
0: villain was someone else.
1: I understand that. But it would have made it more dynamic in my mind. For sure. For but, sure. But, well, I mean, just in our general cast breakdown, I don't think Will Ferrell did well.
0: Um, yeah. And, I mean, then you go to, obviously, the other side of, with all the other Barbies. And there's the girl from Sex, sex Education and, like, Death on a Nile. And there's Dula Lipa. Is that how you pronounce her name?
1: Dula Lipa.
0: Dula Lipa. She was the mermaid. Um, Really, the other Barbies, other than Kate McKinnon, who was weird Barbie. She was great.
1: Weird Barbie was awesome.
0: She was in one in one way with Will Ferrell playing his stereotypical self didn't work. Kate McKinnon playing her stereotypical weird SNL self worked perfectly. Yes for whatever reason, worked perfectly. She did great. Um, All the other Barbies, beautiful women. Um, One of them is, I think, uh, not exactly a full woman, but, you know.
1: We'll dig into that later.
0: (laughs) But uh, it's similar to the Kens, is background, background characters. It It is truly a movie focused on... Ken and Barbie, and then Barbie's owner, who's played by...
1: America Ferreira.
0: Yeah, and she did, she did pretty well as a, strong, as a strong independent mom.
1: Yeah, I thought her acting was actually really, really good. Um, most parts. I'd say... I mean, we're going to dig into this later. It just all comes back to the writing.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Set and costume design. Phenomenal. Yeah, this is
1: that's what really attracted I think most people.
0: I know that a lot of people and probably the academy will push a lot of different roles to like I've already heard like Ken b- being in uh best supporting actor, which I'm like good luck, Robert Downey Jr is going to steal that. Um, but
1: it's hilarious that they're even on the same playing field, but yeah.
0: Yeah. But I think for set and costume design, Barbie is definitely going to win it. Like
1: i loved all the costumes i mean if i could own all of those outfits i probably would and i wouldn't even rock them like she rocked them but wow that pink cowgirl outfit saddle me up you know
0: and also just the fact that like they were they took it from real barbie like outfits they have these whole kind of almost like short infomercial things where they where they show them and like they splay them out like they would in commercials and you're like oh shoot like they took some time with this and actually created these kind of uh, costumes so yeah I thought it was great I thought um, the fact that they turned a house in Malibu California into Barbie's dream house like insane
1: did they yeah. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, they actually like on one of for one of their sets um, for a lot of the scenes that was like a real house.
1: A mojo dojo casa house.
0: A mojo dojo casa house. Exactly. So um, I mean it's not it's not necessarily like the biggest part of it but I think that it set the world in a really cool way. Um, Obviously when they go from barbie world into the real world you kind of lose that because la you know you go up to the observatory you're you're kind of staying in the most iconic areas of la that aren't swimming in homeless people
1: did they go out to the observatory yeah
0: that was where that's where they were when uh barbie was on the um bench talking to the old lady that's where we're that, they were at. And then, like, Ken went... Like, I'm sure they were down, like, one of the famous boulevards with, like... But not, nothing was super, like, specific.
1: Right. Like, I didn't realize they, were, they at. were at the observatory when she was sitting next to her.
0: Well, that is my l- very limited inf- uh, knowledge of L.A.
1: Yeah. I thought that, too. I was like, if you really want to make an emotional movie... Have Barbie go see all the homeless people in L.A.
0: <laughs> well, they'd kill her.
1: Ye- well, they would certainly. Um, they'd kill her. They'd, they would try something for sure.
0: For sure. It wouldn't be, it, uh, it wouldn't be a fun movie to watch.
1: Right. So. Um,
0: but overall, that was definitely another high point of just creating a wonderful, bubbly, fun world. Um, and the costumes that went along with it
1: yeah super fun i mean costume and set design was probably 10 out of 10 for me
0: all right y'all this is where it's gonna a little bit take a turn script
1: (laughs) two out of 10
0: this and that's
1: just giving it credit
0: (laughs) this was this is one of those ones where obviously as you become older you start to understand a little bit of like messaging and you get like the inside jokes and everything like that like this movie was just so shallow shallowly written
1: yeah because i mean when we were talking about it it's not like it was shrek or tori story where the hilarious jokes are written with woven within the script Mm -hmm. and then you get older and you realize oh my gosh that's a dirty joke and it's hilarious but i did not get it at all right like
0: i'll beat you off yeah i mean that seven times you're like okay someone loved hearing that more than once and for you know guys and girls saying it like this is so much fun for little kids to hear
1: yeah, I agree. It would have done so much better if it was just said maybe twice.
0: Yeah, it's the whole rule of three in comedy. Like, just gets it, just gets tiresome after that.
1: Yeah, it was definitely after the fourth or fifth time out of you know probably seven or eight. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Um, and that's that's not to say Daniel and I have pretty big funny bones. Like, yeah. we laugh at a lot.
0: Like, and so very low-quality movies. Like, yeah. last night, and not to say, like, low low production quality. Last night we watched What We Do in the Shadows, one of Taika Waititi's movies. Hysterical.
1: Yeah, I mean, because they just, you let the dialogue speak for itself. Um Sorry, um, you let the dialogue speak for itself and you let the jokes land and kind of let the chips fall where they may.
0: Well, you trust your audience to think it's funny. Right. You trust your, like, that's the whole thing. It's like when you immediately reference the joke that you just said before the audience even has time to process it, you're like, oh, you think I'm dumb. Mm -hmm. That I, I couldn't see what you were doing with your writing. Also- you're not that deep of a writer.
1: I don't know who wrote it. Um, was it written and directed by Greta, or was it just directed? Who knows? I don't know. We'd have to look into that more. But that's why I think the weird Barbie script worked well because Kate McKinnon just let those jokes fall where they may.
0: It was SNL.
1: Uh, sure. It was I mean, SNL she well probably had some input of yeah. like. Hey, this isn't this isn't the right time to pause, but this is. Right. So, you know, but even her stuff, I mean, it's not like she has full control. Sometimes it was lazy. And overall, the script was lazy, regardless of, and we're gonna get into messaging here in a minute, but like the humor fell flat um a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And Just the overall script, I just felt like Barbie would have said more, Barbie would have done more, and maybe I have my own expectations of what Barbie is, but I just felt like the script didn't encapsulate, is that a word, Mm -hmm. encapsulate, all of who Barbie is and who she stands for. And while I liked the transition of her trying to figure it out, I just don't – I just don't think it was well-written enough.
0: Well, when you have a – when you have a, like, gladiator-style speech, not in, the, not in the sense of, like, you're going out to fight a war or anything like that, but, like, swells, everybody's watching, America is giving the speech – Carly just saw it on reels, like it's this whole kind of thing. And then at the end of the movie, you don't write an ending.
1: Yeah, there was nothing.
0: You, well, you don't capitalize that on really anyway. You do. You, she tried to write it as if she's doing the Truman Show where it's all a lie and you can just step out of the lie and then live your, live your life. But the Truman Show earned that. Up until that point, it was like a comedy slash...
1: Weird musical.
0: Weird musical. And then at the end of it, it tries to get very philosophical and very kind of like, what is the purpose of life and what is the meaning of living? And they don't answer it.
1: They don't answer and they don't build up to it well enough for it to become emotionally fulfilling even if they had answered it or hadn't yeah either which way I feel like the buildup wasn't even built up well enough to answer not answered like either Mm -hmm. which way because not answering would have been like well yeah that's life and so and this is where I think you and I differ and that's fine Of like, I do think it touched on that and it became, you know, a question of, okay, well, do I want to deal with the emotions of being human? Do I want to go into this lifestyle where things are scary and unpredictable um, as opposed to my old life, which was predictable and fun and pretty? And all these things. So I do think it touched on that. But it didn't do it well enough. You know. you I could feel like the breath of it. But the, it, they just didn't go there. It it, it, um, it counted on cheap jokes. And cheap writing to get us there. But it never landed the plane on it.
0: Well you know they did this whole idea of it. Back with that Disney movie with Tyra Banks.
1: Oh, life-size? Yeah.
0: Life-size was
1: amazing.
0: They actually answered the question of, like, female empowerment and being yourself. Really, really kind of early Disney. But then she went back to being a toy.
1: Because she knew that's what she was.
0: See, when Barbie, spoiler alert, everyone. When Barbie becomes a woman, which, don't know how that works out, but Hasbro, Mattel, Magic. Um, I mean, it's just kind of a, it's, it's, it's a jump of logic. It's a jump of like,
1: yeah, I... that
0: doesn't happen in this universe. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't set that up. It's, and then to end it, like you were saying with literally a vagina joke, yeah. that was the, that was the last line in your movie was a vagina joke. Amy Schumer would be clapping for you and that's about it.
1: I I know a lot of people thought it was funny, but I just thought like, oh my gosh, if you're going to get, and I'm again, we're not saying that everything has to be so serious. um, Like, sure, end things on a joke, but man, it just felt cheap. It just felt lazy after this big philosophical B-roll scene that you rolled out. And when you could have done that Earlier, you could have, I mean, my thing is, and I'm about to segue again, but I guess where I was maybe had my expectations altered or where I thought the things would go is that it would focus on the mother-daughter relationship of America, Ferrera and Sasha so much more.
0: Well, when they trash little girls playing with dolls and the whole idea of being a mom in the first scenes of the movie why would they why would they focus on that
1: i forgot about that horrible opening scene if you like that opening scene i would really love to like have a conversation with you um like obviously not a mean one we never want mean conversations but i would just like to know your thoughts on why you thought it was even funny like i didn't think it was funny at all um And not because I love baby dolls, like I hated them as a kid, but I just didn't, I didn't think it was cute. Again, it's all going, goes back to cheap writing and cheap jokes. And I just felt like there could have been a better way to do that because, and again, here's where we differ. Like I'll understand a lot of the womanly struggles more than you, obviously, because I am one and so i can relate to those and like the inner conflicts of being a woman versus what the world like expects from you but once again when you dial it down the world like those are just lies that the world is spreading on you and if you believe them like
0: oh it's modern fem- feminism yeah it's 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 a hundred percent modern fe- feminism of just no one understands you, everything is hard you d- you deserve you deserve so much because you are so oppressed
1: yeah i didn't yeah that was it, that was part of the underlying message right of like yeah. you you deserve this or whatever, and I just felt like, oh my gosh, it is not the patriarchy's fault. It is not men's fault. It is technically not anybody's fault. We are just trying to navigate this thing we call life. And really these kinds of escapades are looking for someone to blame and it never works. We're all just human. We're trying to freaking make it work.
0: Yeah. And unfortunately it talks about, you know, there are these great, obviously they're their roles. That's the funny part of um, Barbie is that barbie president that's their role but you look at it in the sense of like they're looking at it that they earned that because they were a woman but not because of the merit that they had right obviously that's the behind the scene thing instead of like barbies that are doctors um in their actual roles of how mattel made it and everything like that but i think that's just one of those things of like no if you are a great mom that's trying to do your best who's also working like. That has merit in it.
1: Yeah, you don't get shunned to the side and get people spooked every time they see you. Mm -hmm. They did that to pregnant Barbie, and I was like...
0: Yeah, that was another fun uh, just thing to throw under the bus. Again, like...
1: Come on. Yeah. We celebrate pregnancy. There are tons of women out there who wish they were pregnant right now. Yeah. And I feel like that's such an insult. If I were struggling with infertility... And I went and saw the Barbie movie, and they shrieked and groaned and got spooked every time they saw a pregnant Barbie. I would, you know, in your ploy of trying to never offend anyone and have inclusion, you eventually still offend somebody.
0: Of course. Of course.
1: And so you're just running around in circles. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, the Carly's talked about it. The, the hard thing for me with the script was just the laziness and the humor. Um, yeah. I mean, peak laziness in your movie is when you throw John Cena into it. Mm. Um, I know the guy's got to work. I know that he's not a good actor. I have nothing against John Cena. Like, love the guy when he was in whatever, WWE or Raw or whatever. Like, love the character of him. Since he has joined Fast and Furious, he is... He's a singular person, but you play it for a laugh. Um, I will say that um, we talked about that. There's a scene when all the Kens are playing guitar and singing. That's that's a great scene. Like, so I'm not saying that it's devoid of humor, but what, yeah,
1: that was pretty funny. What
0: what Carly was saying is that a lot of it was cheap, repetitive, and just non-trusting to the point of like hey, we're going to show you that this is funny instead of, hey, we're going to tell a joke. Laugh laugh if you think it was funny.
1: Yeah, sorry if I segued there. I just, yeah, it, sure. was, it was lazy writing. Um, and it's sad because I don't recognize lazy writing really immediately.
0: Again, you're looking around checking the paint because you're not enjoying the ride.
1: Yeah, and so the fact that I, of all people, saw the lazy writing immediately that that just tells me something but
0: yeah so going from the script obviously in a movie like this and unfortunately in the world that we live now that there's messages in everything um not that there wasn't messages when we were growing up but now it is almost like instead of the underlying tone of a movie they are going to slap you over the face with what this movie is about and you know agree with it or don't it's pretty evident
1: yeah for sure
0: um the big one which after after having some time and not you know doing an initial reaction to it um a big one is what is my purpose um the whole idea that Ken and Barbie are packaged with each other. Um, Barbie is very much individual. She does not need to have um, Ken to be successful, which is great because, yeah, obviously Barbie was the original doll, the original toy, and Ken was added. Um, And Ken struggles with that, struggles with the whole fact that without Barbie, without her attention, he isn't anything. And thinking back on that, it is it is a pretty good um, telling for like probably like the little bit younger generation, especially you know high school, college, and everything of for sure needing someone to have that purpose.
1: Codependency for sure. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, you don't. You don't. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, um, they take it to an extreme.
1: But that's movies. For the I mean, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We understand like, that.
0: Totally, totally don't agree with it. But I think the thing that when Ken and Barbie leave with that and have the mutual kind of like understanding of like we're our own people, I, I generally agree with that. Yeah. I thought that they wrapped that up well. Where they started to lose me was after that where it takes it from beyond of just being soul sufficient in your singleness or so sufficient in what your image is. And then, you know, Barbie chases after the moon.
1: Yeah. Um, and then like going into all the female power stuff. Um, I think we were just thrown off by language that was used um, that didn't make sense when you don't actually know the definition of that. Um, yeah, I I jumped there. Um, but then things like that just really were an oxymoron of each other when you're Mm -hmm. trying to make a certain point. Um, and it, it just threw me off even as a female. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas, like, overall, the movie can be fun. But then I think I sit and think back about it, and I'm like, and I actually texted one of our friends who is on her third, she is pregnant with her third daughter right now. And her and her husband went to go see the movie to make sure that it was okay for their daughters to see. And I asked her if she would ever show it to her daughters, and she said, absolutely not. Mm. And so I was like, man, if I had daughters, would I want them to see this? And I think that's a question we all have to ask ourselves is, would we want to show them this? And what kind of message is it displaying for females of like, yeah, let's all ploy against the people who are doing us wrong, quote unquote, and... You know, combat against that instead mm-hmm. of having an actual conversation. And I know she tried to, and like he wasn't listening, and blah, blah, blah. But like, it was just. Anyway, I know it's a movie. I do know that. But mm-hmm. using language, you know, and you can talk about that because I think, I feel like that was a point that you could explain really well.
0: And it's not like so. The scene that carly is referencing it's not i didn't even necessarily tie it to female power i just tied it into reactionary speech of using words we don't fully understand which when you're writing a script and you add a word like fascist yeah you should probably know what that means but when um when the teenage girl sasha sasha when she's talking to barbie And she's talking about, you know, the capitalistic um, bent of a company producing a perfect size woman. Okay, totally understand the perspective, totally understand like where she's coming from. And there are merits to her points. But when she calls someone a fascist, just because that's something that we've heard since starting in 2016 that was just a word that we used in open conversation. We don't know what that word means anymore. Um, So I just thought it was just one of those things where, yeah, there's the ignorance of a middle schooler, but it's also dangerous when you can put that into a movie where other middle schoolers are like, oh, I can shut down a conversation by calling someone this when I have no idea what this means.
1: Well, and just the simple fact of, like, even though Barbie's a stranger to her, the complete back talk to an adult <laughs>
0: well, by yeah. a
1: kid. I'm like, I'm Res- sorry. Respect for
0: authority isn't something big in uh, these universes.
1: Yeah i I don't like that. I think yep. it's it's so. I, I don't have words right now. It's just so um, not reality.
0: Yeah. And then the last part with the message that we really kind of thought about was the whole concept of male fragility. Um, yeah. Ken has a song about it. It's, it's an interesting song. Like, choreography and everything like that goes on for way too long. Um, but... The whole concept of Way male, too
1: long, sorry. Life,
0: the whole concept of male fragility of just like when you are not in power, you have a pessimistic um, view of life and the need to be in power. Um, the whole idea of like incels and you know beta males and everything like that, so that you so then you overcompensate and have to do everything just kind of bro. Hummers and like fur jackets, and in this movie, there was not until until obviously towards the end when the story resolves. Um, there's no positive um, representation of what a man should be. No, Will Ferrell isn't it? America ferreira's husband is an idiot.
1: Yeah, that's and so sad.
0: All the guys are either overly feminine. Or idiots. Yep. So I mean, I'm used to it. That's currently what Hollywood thinks of uh, men. They want
1: to get rid of masculinity. Yeah,
0: they they want to they want to switch it. Um, but um, again, that was just that was just something that you have to deal with and kind of go through. Um, is the idea of Ken in the movie good? Yes. Do I agree with the whole outlook and the whole idea that? Once he discovers patriarchy, he wants to build it in his world. No, but...
1: Best line, though. Honestly, once I figured out that the patriarchy wasn't about horses, I lost interest. It's fair. That was hilarious to that's me. Fair. and not And that's not saying, like, that's not an overarching, like, w- thing that guys do. But I think it's such a funny representation of, like, you as guys, like... Once you, like, if you don't think something is something else, you, like, lose interest. For sure. Y'all are, like, one-track mind people. For sure. And that's kind of just your nature. Yes. And um, so the fact that he, because normally any normal guy would just be like, oh, I'm actually not into this. But the fact that he felt like he had to keep it going.
0: (laughs) Well, to save face.
1: Right. Yeah. To save, but, like. Any other normal guy wouldn't care about saving face. I
0: don't know if I agree with that, but
1: oh well. I, I feel mean, like not. They they but...
0: they play they played it up well. Yeah. Um. Younger generation implications.
1: We can keep it brief on this one. I yeah. just think like it. You know, it's not a horrible overall. It's not horrible, but. i just think like you could have done better
0: i think for a movie about barbie they were they really added in a lot of things that weren't about barbie
1: 100 percent. i mean for
0: for for apples to apples transformers yeah that was marketed to young boys Mm -hmm. also gi joe marketed to young boys action like
1: It's like you said, you they could have totally thrown a GI joke in there. G. I Joe oh joke my gosh. in there and just ran with that yeah. or something. Well, I don't
0: I don't know because I don't know if uh G.I. Joe is Mattel, but they could have done something.
1: Yeah, to that effect.
0: I mean, it is Warner Brothers. Like they could have thrown in a Batman joke.
1: Yeah. Um because well, in my in my house growing up with five brothers and four in the house, like there were my barbies mixed in with all of their uh action figures mm-hmm. all the time so like you could have entered that world but i guess that would have been too much like toy story and you're kind of getting lines in there but yeah um anyway and then we we wanted to touch on because our podcast is about online dating and your dating life and we wanted to touch how this does implicate your dating life and ultimately I think it comes down to the points of the male fragility and the overcomplicated and over overstated feminism of I don't need no man and no nobody you don't need anybody but oh my gosh is it so nice to have that person and you know it it for your dating life that codependency is not great and just so there is lessons to learn there I don't know if I'm making sense anymore but
0: yeah but so codependency is the negative side of two people being together complementarianism is when two people build on each other's strengths and help each other through their weaknesses that is never talked about because That actually means that a man and a woman have different strengths and they need each other in their weaknesses. Yeah. You'll never hear that in a feminist movie because anything a man can do, a woman can do too.
1: Which is so not true. So not true.
0: And anything a woman can do, a man can do. Definitely don't believe that. Yeah. Men can't give birth.
1: Oh, newsflash. Also, we didn't touch on the fact that there was a trans in there. And I don't even know if I want to touch on that anymore because it's just... The fact that you're making a female power movie and have a transgender male in there just really sets me off. You're you're hypocritical to your core. Forget about it.
0: I mean... This uh, ultimate, ultimately, it helps. It hurts women. It, hu- it hurts women. It men, so does. Men don't care. They're weak, weird men.
1: Yeah. And so, anyway, when you are in your dating life, I would just encourage you to not be a Barbie or a Ken or any of these characters and, you know, protect who you are and also protect who someone else is. Mm hmm and know that your savior is not a movement your savior is not a um
0: another person and
1: not not another person it is not an idea Mm -hmm. but ultimately and we're going to preach on here your savior is jesus
0: yeah absolutely
1: they they don't you know that's and that's what we believe and that's okay
0: yeah and like we know that when you're when you're going into a podcast responding to Barbie, um, there is the whole idea of are we overthinking this? And at some parts, sure. yeah, we might be. We honestly might be, but we are now adults, and we've had our worldview um, shaped. Ultimately, we're thinking about our kids at this point, and the future kids that we're going to have. And a movie like this, I see as dangerous to not only my future son, but also my future daughter. Right. Like, elements of this movie would need to have, like, actual conversations. And, unfortunately, or not unfortunately, but just, like, contrary to what my worldview is and my beliefs are, saw a lot of moms just sitting back laughing enjoying it and i'm like i think some of this is
1: dangerous well it's like we touched on we never want to you say it really well of you we heard before going into this movie oh it's not that woke and we don't want to become so desensitized to all of the wokeness that we go into it well it's not we start conceding Right. Too.
0: I didn't. I well,
1: did, it's not that bad. It's not,
0: bros. I didn't see two guys having a full naked makeout scene. Right. Like, it's actually kind of conservative. Not no. saying, not saying like that's what we're thinking about either. But like, there used to be a time where movies did not preach overtly to you. There used to be a time when commercials didn't overtly preach to you. There used to be a time when athletes didn't overtly preach to you. Right. We are currently living in a world and culture that is obsessed with the concept of clapter, Right. Which means voicing a correct view and then everyone clapping like seals to it. Yeah. And unfortunately, that normally lines up on one side. Not saying that it doesn't line up on uh, the right side as well, but when it comes to feminism and... Well, I could, I could go for go for a little bit more, but we'll just leave we'll just leave it at that. Of just, if you enjoyed the movie, awesome. If you had some thoughts with it and you were thinking a little bit more of looking around while the roller coaster was going, good on you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, ultimately. It's a 3 out of 10 for us, and we're just two people who want to share about how this impacts your dating life and how this impacts your life overall. And I think, you know, we could be speaking to the wall here, but once you're married and start planning on having kids, your viewpoint changes. And when moms are shamed, and what? Well, don't get me wrong, America Ferreira's speech was, it it was meant to be powerful. I don't think it hit all the nails on the head. And I think it was pointing a finger, but can't fix everything. And overall, that's just our response to Barbie.
0: Yeah. And obviously um, we're trying to learn what um, this would even look like. But if you think that these are interesting things for us to respond to more of kind of like, um cultural ideas, current events, um tying it kind of back to not only worldview, but um the dating world as well. Like give us some feedback.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we're gonna end like we end every episode. Daniel, what are you swiping right on this week?
0: What am I swiping right on? I think I am swiping right because I used dang, I used Georgia last week. Um I am swiping right on the Texas Rangers probably going to the World Series this year.
1: Okay. Um I'm swiping right on these cookies this week, so Fair enough. All right. Well, we will see you next week and hopefully we will have guests next week um to talk about their experiences with online dating. And we hope that you subscribe and rate and review and just remember we're doing this for fun and we're just a bunch of nobodies.
0: (laughs) But most importantly, swipe right.